You know that long list of shoulds that you have in your brain? They guide our expectations whether we know it or not. Today, we're talking about expectations and how they get us in trouble. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in. When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience and a variety of perspectives between them, Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try This at Home. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Leslin. How are you today? Anxious. You? <laughs> Why are you anxious? Today is a big day for our family. We're waiting my husband's uh, tenure decision. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're very... Do you have any expectations around that? I sure do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a well, lot of them. <laughs> we'll talk about those. You know, I thought it might be helpful if we just kind of define expectations. I think everybody intrinsically knows what an expectation is. But by definition, it's what we consider most likely to happen when we're uncertain. An expectation is a belief that's centered on some point in the future that may or may not be realistic. Um, and when an expectation is not met, what do we feel? Angry, bummed out, <laughs> lots of things. Yeah. What's underneath all of that? Yeah. Well, an, an unmet expectation. Yeah. It's disappointment, yeah, right? When yeah. you don't have an expectation met, you are met with disappointment or you feel disappointed. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so what's interesting is if you feel disappointed, it's super important to, to go back and look at what expectation wasn't met because the truth is a lot of our expectations, we're not even aware of them. I have a great example of this that happened this morning. Bring it on. Yeah. Um, so without going into detail about the excruciating tenure process too terribly much, there's a series of votes that take place over the course of six and a half months. And the first vote and the last vote are kind of the ones that are really important and nerve-wracking. So when the first vote took place, my husband worked from home with me at my office and we just kind of hung out together because we were kind of awaiting this phone call to see how how the first vote went and we went to lunch together and we were just hanging out and it was great because the moment he found out I found out he wanted me to be there with him so this is the last vote today and <laughs> the final say and this morning I just it's a Friday again it's the you know the last vote I assumed that he would do the same thing that he would be hanging out around here, staying home, maybe we'd go to lunch, you know. I just, I really, really believe that was what was gonna happen. And as we were talking about our day this morning, um, he told me, I'm like, okay, so what's your plan for today? And and he's like, well, I, I have lunch with a colleague and then I've got meetings back to back until the department meeting. And I'm like, what? Like, I was so mad at him. I was like, what do you mean? No, 
you know, you're staying home so that the minute we get this news, like we can look at it together. And um, it's very funny that we are recording this today because I didn't really even consciously think about the fact that that was my expectation. I certainly didn't communicate it to him ahead of time, but I also didn't have, you know, wasn't completely out of left yeah. field because we had already kind of done this once back in September. So, um, yeah, that that is my expectation <laughs> example. I mean, you bring up a really good point. These things that are subconscious, so we just we make assumptions that people are going to behave in a particular way, mm-hmm. either because they've done that in the past or right. that's what we would do. Mm-hmm. We have these crazy assumptions that everybody thinks the same way, <laughs> which is really funny when you know that that's not true intellectually but then you have this expectation how many times have you said i think we talked about this in last week's episode why are they doing that who does that yep you know when you have when you find yourself saying who does that that's a clear example that you have an expectation yeah of how somebody's going to behave right i find that a lot of these expectations are built around roles like mother, father, um, husband, wife, husband, wife yep. brother, sister, yeah, co-workers, neighbors. Um, and if we really get down and gritty about it, when we're kids, we have this unspoken expectation that our parents love us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, they brought us into the world, so they love us, right? Of course, yeah. And then somehow we develop an expectation of what love looks like, whether it's how mom and dad treat each other, whether it's what we see on television, Mm -hmm. whether it's what our friends say or talk about in school, how our teacher reacts to us, and those things become expectations. Yeah. It's very interesting how this all just kind of takes place over time and it's nothing that you really ever consciously decide. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just this thing. When I, I remember the first time that this really hit me smack in the face, I was um, in my 20s, Rocky and I had moved in together, and he was in the Navy, so every morning he'd get up and he'd iron his uniform, so he would do it sometimes the night before, and he was actually stationed with the Marine Corps Battalion, so he wore camis every day, mm-hmm. and the Marine Corps, those camis have these pockets that have to be ironed down flat, and there's... <laughs> a uh, requirement for the there to be creases every so many inches apart and he was meticulous about all of that ironing i would never make it because i don't iron (laughs) yep um really i don't iron either and you know it, it was just the thing he did right well then we got married over one summer and we changed duty stations kind of in between he took leave we got married we reported to another duty station and the night before he was supposed to report he looked at me and said are my uniforms ready <laughs> that's pretty much the reaction i had too i'm like uh i don't know are they did ready did you do it <laughs> i didn't do that i don't iron and he's like well what do you mean you didn't iron them you're my and i said why would you have that expectation of me he said cuz you're my wife uh yeah 
So he didn't have that expectation when you were his girlfriend Correct. or his fiance. But the moment you turned over to be wife, yes, you had to start ironing. That was yeah. it, it. Was just some this thing that he made an assumption about. Yeah. His mom apparently had done all the ironing. Yeah, and so that was something that wives did. My mom irons my dad's shirts, but I, I will happily take them to the dry cleaners. <laughs> well, and I do think that that was just kind of, you know, in the '60s and '70s. 50s, 60s, and maybe even all the time before that, that was the role of a wife, yeah. right? That was, but I was a liberated 70s girl, you know, <laughs> and there wasn't a bone in my body that thought, even thought about ironing his shirts. That wasn't in my definition. Yeah. Um, and so we, we had our first really big fight, you know, a week after we got married and and it was about ironing uniforms. So right. I find that often, I have another story, if it's not too much, but I remember telling, asking Harlan if he would help me do yard work one day. Mm-hmm. And he said, sure, I'll help you. You know, I mean, no problem. Just tell me what you want to do. And I said, well, we really need to get like all the the uh, flower beds cut down and trimmed back. And, you know, that's a lot of right. work. He said, no problem. We'll get up Saturday morning and we'll do it. So in my family, the strategy is, is that you work until the job is done. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. No questions asked. I raised my kids that way. That was my expectation. That is also mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Harlan got up and we got our work clothes on and... We went outside. He got on the lawn tractor <laughs> okay. to mow. He spent about an hour and a half mowing. And I, I pulled out the hedge trimmers, and I was you know, getting all that work done. Next thing you know, I don't have the lawn tractor. So I go inside to use the bathroom. <laughs> and as I walk through the den to the, on my way to the powder room, I see Harlan on the couch. <laughs> He has his shoes off, and he has the golf channel on. <laughs> and I walk into the powder room, and I, I, I didn't even know what to think. I stood in the mirror, and I'm like, where'd you go wrong, Wes? Right. What did you do wrong? <laughs> so why are you disappointed? Well, you're disappointed because the man who said he was going to help you is on the couch <laughs> watching, watching golf. golf. <laughs> but I knew in that moment... That the failed expectation was 100% my fault. Right, because you didn't communicate it. Because I didn't tell him yeah. what I meant when I said, can you help me? Yeah, same same for me this morning. Yeah. I should have said a couple of days ago, hey, are we still going to do the whole you work with me and then lunch and, you know, whatever. Yeah. N- nope. <laughs> you know, and, you, and so that's the point about communication, right? If we get better, if we can all be better at understanding what is the vision or the picture in my head. I have a vision. We all have visions. An expectation is a vision of how you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. If we can communicate, this is my vision. Is Are we on the same page? Now you can say, okay, I've communicated my expectation. I hear often, um, you know, I, I use the example of a date night, right? We have this expectation and say, let's have a date night today. Great. So he goes to work. 
And he's thinking about this date night. Right. And he's thinking, I'm going to get lucky tonight. Because <laughs> it's date night. Because it's date night. And I'm, you know, we're going to throw a couple of candles up. We're going to turn on some hot music. We're going to spend a lot of time making out. And she's wondering where she's going to go for dinner uh-huh. and what comedy club they can sit at <laughs> right. for the rest of the evening. Right. You know, um, it happens over and over and over again that we just don't have the same idea of what our expectations are. Yeah. So you know, expectations um, are really just a part of our experience of being human, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think the um, the realistic goal is to think that we're not going to have any expectations. Right. Now, I interestingly enough, I looked up, um, because I was doing something else, I looked up quotes about expectations. Mm-hmm. And overwhelmingly, the list of quotes we're recommending that you stop having expectations, that you lower your expectations. And I think lowering them um, might be more appropriate in as much as we have to really consider the person Mm -hmm. with whom we have expectations of, right? Sometimes they're just unrealistic. That person doesn't have the ability or the capacity to meet our expectation, and it's unfair of us to continue to ask that of them or expect it of them. Precisely. Yeah. We really have to understand that people are who they are. And we can't expect them to think like us or to be like us or to be very, very different than someone else. If someone you know is always 20 minutes late, <laughs> the expectation that they will be on time this time yeah, no. is unrealistic, right? I have an aunt like that as a kid. We would tell her that the event started an hour <laughs> earlier than it actually did because we needed to give her time to be late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I think it's it's so unrealistic to expect something from someone that they've not demonstrated a consistency for. Now, having said that, you know, it's... It's very viable to say that we expect our kids to do their best, Mm -hmm. but their best and our perception of their best (laughs) is might be two very different things, right? So the expectation for them to do what we think they should do versus what they actually have the capacity to do might be two different things. And that's true all around, all around. Yeah. Right. So... I had some experience with expectations not being met um, in my business. I used to have a business partner. And there was a, a lot of times, it kind of progressively got worse until, you know, we, uh, we separated. But um, I had expectations and she had expectations and they were not the same. <laughs> and I wasn't comfortable lowering my expectations in this area I absolutely was not and it it got to a point where I had options and my options were I can quit or she can quit Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was not willing it didn't feel good it didn't feel right Mm -hmm. uh, for me to change the expectation at all Mm -hmm. 
as a, as a business owner, I was, I was just not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I considered it, but it just, it, you know, felt yucky. And I'm sure that she felt just as justified on the other end. Um, but I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. It, in, in so many ways the, we're talking that kind of leads back into a discussion about boundaries, right? We kind of yeah. circle around boundaries a lot, but right. when someone doesn't meet our expectation and we're unwilling to adjust our expectation, then that becomes quasi a deal breaker. Yeah. You know, um, I often talk with couples about this in terms of fidelity. I was just going to say that I'm sure this comes up a lot in marriage. A lot. Yeah. You know, my expectation is that you'll be faithful. <laughs> and if you can't meet my expectation, then my decision is going to be based on yeah. my willingness to adjust that expectation. Right. Right. It's one thing if you forget to change a light bulb. Sure. But it's a whole nother thing if I have this big value piece Mm-hmm. That's an expectation that somebody's not willing to meet. Honesty, kindness, right. whatever the case may be. Yeah, that's who you are. Right. You shouldn't have to change those deeply held convictions just in order to please someone else. Correct. On the other hand, we can't hold people to standards, you right. know, that are, we can expect ourselves to honor a particular standard, but we don't have the, right to necessarily hold someone else to our standard yeah Yeah. there's there's two quotes that i my friends and i use a lot and the first is you know you're trying to buy milk at the hardware store they they don't have it so Mm -hmm. stop expecting to go there and be able to buy milk great example and the other is stop you know this is older but just stop trying to draw water from a rock yeah or Um, blood from a turnip. Right. Right. (laughs) It hasn't worked in the past. You've never been able to do it in the past. Yeah. Stop expecting it. Right. Right. It's just, it's just laden with frustration. That path is. And so oftentimes peace, peace of mind comes from simply lowering your expectation. Yeah. Um, as long as then it doesn't violate one of those big values to you. The other thing I would say is just to reiterate about being specific I often will hear, you know, I've asked him 20 times to hang up a picture. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying, yes, I'll get it. And, you know, he says, in all fairness, he goes, yes, I will hang Eventually. up that picture. Yeah. But if you need that picture, if your expectation is that picture is hung up before you get home from work, mm-hmm. then you need to say, can you hang that picture up before I get home from work today? Yeah. And I, I do that sometimes. So... When my husband and I often will, one of us at night will go work at Starbucks for a few hours and get some work done, you know, in peace without our kids. And when he gets home, I, you know, my nature is just to have things tidy and nice, I guess, you know, what, what I think tidy and nice looks mm-hmm. like. Um, and so I've, I've realized over time that that is not at the forefront of his mind when I get home mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I expect it. Because I don't want to come home and have to clean, mm-hmm. you know, and and um, so I've gotten to the point, even though it doesn't like I don't like necessarily having to be so explicit about what I want, because mm-hmm. wouldn't it just be nice if he could read my mind and just do it and it would be like a lovely surprise. I'd come home and, you know, everything would be perfect. But mm-hmm. no, I have to say, hey, can you make sure that the kids have their pajamas on and they're like well on their way to being asleep when yeah. I get home? Because that's, 
I mean, that's what I want. <laughs> so I'm, I, I have this thing in my head that says, well, you know, we all want what we want, right? <laughs> yeah. But we don't always get what we want. <laughs> and, you know, maybe that really does play into the same conversation about expectations. We really just don't always get what we want. Right. I'm reminded of a commercial that's playing on television right now. And I don't remember, sadly, to all the uh, advertising people out there, what it's for. <laughs> but I do remember it's a parents who asked a kid to switch over the laundry. Uh-huh. And they get home and the maybe they asked him to do the laundry and he switches it over. Right. He puts all the colors in the wash. <laughs> he puts He does switch them over and then he puts them in a basket, I guess. Um, they come home to find the clean laundry in a basket, uh-huh. but he didn't fold it. Right. And he says, but you didn't ask me to fold it. Right. You just asked me to wash it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, and it's such a classic example. When we have a standard, we need to really honor the fact that that's our standard. Yeah. Not everybody's standard. And then we need to investigate what is somebody's standard. You know, my kids are all very different. Some of them, when they when they go on vacation, they clean the house first so that they can come into a clean house. Yeah. <clears throat> Others, I'm not sure that it ever, ever occurred to my son to clean up before <laughs> he leaves someplace. Yeah. You know, think about house guests. Mm-hmm. How many variations of house guests are there from the ones that don't make their bed and leave trash laying out (laughs) to the ones that strip the bed and bring everything down and put it on the washer, you know, and wipe up after themselves in a bathroom? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's all based on kind of this standard. And if someone is at my house and they don't clean up after themselves the way I would if I was at their house, Mm -hmm. I might be disappointed unless I simply understand that everybody's different. Yeah. And for me, as I become more aware of expectation and, you know, just how prevalent it is and how often I do feel disappointment or anger or whatever over it, I just try to make it so that I I know it's going to happen. I know I'm going to encounter those disappointments. But I try to make it so I don't encounter them twice over the same thing. Good. And I, and I wish that I was amazing at that. I'm not, especially with me and my husband. We'll fight about the same thing six times before we <laughs> figure out a way around it. But that's my goal anyway. And I think that's our try this at home, um, is be aware of feeling disappointed. Mm-hmm. Understand what expectations were not met and you might have to try it three or four times. You know, it's, I've had conversations, even in my, my own interact relationships and interactions where I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe I didn't explain that well. So honey, can you hang that picture up for me, um, before I get home? Yeah. And then I come home and it's hung, but it's not hung where I wanted it, how high I wanted it, <laughs> or, you know, maybe the way that I wanted it. And I say wanted it, but really it was, it's about the picture in my mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps I was imagining it. And if I thought we were on the same page, then I have an expectation that it's going to match the picture in my mind. 
And and to me, the next step then is, okay, am I am I trying to buy milk at the hardware store? Am I asking for something that is unreasonable? And you might think, well, no, hanging a picture isn't unreasonable, but maybe I should do it myself. If I'm being way too specific and there's, you know, this huge list of things that I want, I probably shouldn't expect someone else to be able to complete that task for me. That's one approach. Yeah. Certainly. But I, I, I'm not sure that that's the most successful overarching approach. Right. Only because you have a limited number of resources, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. You and and every, but nobody can take on everything. Mm-hmm. And if we allow ourselves to get too rigid because yeah. we're the only ones that can meet our expectations, then we're really having a problem. Right. I, I grew up with a mother who said, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Yeah. And so sadly, I spent at least the first quarter century of my life with that attitude. Mm-hmm. And I have high standards sure. for myself. As a matter yeah. of fact, I believe the term is unrelenting, <laughs> which is probably a different podcast. <laughs> but the, the, that creates problems too, right? Sure, because yeah. then I'm frustrated that I can't ever get help. Mm-hmm. It's much, much, much easier if you become aware of your expectations you understand the picture in your head mm-hmm. and you get um, proficient at describing what that picture looks like and then getting a buy-in from the person, right? Yeah. If they can't do it, they can't do it. But at least they're saying, I can't do what you expect and you can have a conversation about that. Yeah. And you're not disappointed. Right. Yeah. Today and always, we are super grateful that you took the time to listen. Next week, we're going to be talking about acceptance, and we hope that you will join us for that discussion. Of course, you can find all of our podcasts and connect with us on www.trythisathomepodcast.com, where we hope you'll subscribe to our feed. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, where you can let everybody know what you think about our efforts by leaving a review and a rating. Until next week, this is Leslie and Les Lynn hoping you will try this at home. All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.